call on a Saturday morning while at my daughter Janie's soccer game. My phone rang and I saw that it was work and, you know, I just let it go to voicemail. We have a rule, no work calls at games. So I let it go. Then the voicemail popped up as my phone started ringing again. By the time I got it out of my pocket, the ringing stopped and the text came in. Please call me. All caps. It was from my head of IT, essentially my right hand since I assumed the role of CEO. So I thought I should take this. I told my partner and she saw the look on my face and knew it was important. I ducked behind the bleachers and called David back. Susan, he said slowly, we have a problem. It was a red-level cyber incident. Thousands of customers' credit card and personal information all exposed. Our global networks were infected with malware. Our data centers in the U.K. and the Midwest, I mean shipping facilities, corporate headquarters, procurement centers, and distribution centers, worldwide, everything was hit. I'm going to run a number by you. $408,000. According to the Chubb Cyber Index, this was the median cost per incident of a retail cyber attack during the last three years. You're listening to the Chubb Cyber Risk Podcast, and I'm your host, Jim Nelson. It's an honor to host this podcast series and help our clients understand today's cyber risk landscape. Today, we're joined by Susan Martin, who joined Magenta Apparel two years ago as their CEO. In this episode, we'll track Magenta Apparel's exposures and liabilities and learn how their cyber insurance policy helped to keep them afloat. Susan, welcome, and thanks for sharing your story with us. I know it's not exactly an easy one to tell. So start at the beginning. What happened after the soccer game? So the game was on a fall Saturday, and frankly, the attack couldn't have come at a worse time. We were coming into our busiest quarter just before the holidays. Mm Mm-hmm. Nearly half of our annual revenue comes between October and January. And if our customers lose trust in us, well, it could be catastrophic financially. Right. Companies sometimes never recover from that kind of reputation hit. I really thought I was going to lose it from the front seat of my car in the parking lot at Janie's Middle School. Is this when you called your insurance carrier? Exactly. Once I got the call from David, I immediately reported the ransomware incident through their 24-hour hotline. Then I greenlighted our emergency internal communications protocol, a pre-written communication instructing all employees, subcontractors, vendors, basically anyone with a tie to our global networks, to suspend all communications effective immediately. Thankfully, this was all part of the cyber incident response plan put in place by a cybersecurity vendor our carrier had helped us find. So all communications were cut off. Was that all that the directive said? No, it also mentioned we were the possible victims of a cyber attack and gave explicit instructions to direct all media inquiries to our PR department. Mm -hmm. The communication is basically a stopgap measure to control the bleed. In short order, we followed that with a patch to our security systems. Got it. So what happened next? Well, after I grabbed some coffee, of course. Of course. I headed right to the office, and David and his team continued to update me from the war room. Mm -hmm. They discovered a worm in our system basically malware that infiltrated our firewall. Later, we found out, actually, that it was an employee, a new hire. Really? Mm -hmm. He clicked on an email link that appeared to be a coupon code for an outdoor gear supplier. The cyber criminals were smart. They accessed the employee's cookies and learned he was an avid hunter based on his search engine history. And then they baited him with a fake email from a well-known sporting goods store. That single click was all it took. Wow. Rewind there for a second. What's malware and what's ransomware? 
Okay, well, malware is malicious software. Once your system is infected, cyber criminals use it to restrict access to your computer, mobile device, data, etc. Basically, anything you need to keep your company running effectively. Right. Whereas ransomware is a type of malware that locks your computer's screen or files until a ransom is paid. Essentially, it's a form of extortion. Wow. So what happened to your systems? Well, the first and foremost obvious issue was that hackers knocked our entire network offline, stalling both our brick and mortar and online operations. Mm. We were able to fix that by deploying a software patch. Susan, this sounds like a pretty heavy tech issue. How is it that an insurance policy was able to help you out? I mean, wasn't this a job for the FBI or at least your IT team? Well, back to Saturday. Corporate on a weekend is a pretty surreal place to be, kind of wonderlandish, with all the machines quiet and desks empty, half the lights out. I remember we were all standing in our CTO scrum room like some garage startup geeks dressed like a ragtag bunch of college kids hopped up on too much caffeine. My IT security team was troubleshooting the systems, and while the IT team was managing the technical concerns... I personally got on the line with the incident response coach that our insurance carrier had connected us with, and the coach had already started to gather a response team when I reported the incident from the soccer field. This type of attack was common, he told me, and he mobilized his response team to check with David by video conference almost immediately. Right. It happened even before I hung up the phone, actually. While I was feeling okay about the tech side, the damage was done and we were in full response mode. I remember feeling so nauseous at the potential tidal wave of bad press. Mm. I mean, this kind of breach has devastated companies 10 times the size of ours. Yeah. Fortunately, our insurance policy's damage control didn't stop with tech support. And our agent had worked with us to tailor our cyber policy specifically for our business. And it covered both legal and forensic services. And a team of dedicated public relations experts were by my side from the first press conference through every major network interview. That's great. And they custom-crafted the press releases that we needed to assure our customers and investors. So it seems like this all unfolded super fast. It was hours, not days, that our networks were offline, thanks to the expertise and teams made accessible to us by our insurance policy. And it was tough, but we weathered the PR storm and Magenta's reputation took a temporary hit. But we've implemented new security protocols and were able to recover our customers' trust. That's great. Susan? How can our listeners aim to prevent similar attacks? You know, as corny as it sounds, knowledge is power. So having the latest information on malware and other types of cyber attacks is critical, as is keeping your security software suite up to date. And I mean, I'm talking daily updates. These hackers are smart, Jim. The door was open from the inside. We've updated our employee training guide to include phishing modules. So both recorded and live training sessions are now mandatory for every employee. From the newest hire on the floor to, you know, our most seasoned executives, and even for me. And we continually test the effectiveness of this training with internal baited emails. Since the attack, I'm proud to say our safety rating has maintained a steady green level status. Some of these great services are included as part of our cyber insurance program. I just, you know, wish we had taken advantage of them before the incident. I thank you, Susan, for your time and willingness to talk publicly about your company's experience. Thanks, Jim. There you have it. Fortunately, Magenta Apparel's experience is a case study for recovery instead of a cautionary tale. That's it for today's podcast. Thanks for listening. 
For more information on Chubb's cyber risk management solutions, visit chubb.com cyber and stay safe out there. The scenarios described here are hypothetical and are offered solely to illustrate the types of situations that may result in cyber incidents and or claims. These scenarios are not based on actual claims and should not be compared to actual claims. Precise coverage afforded by any insurer is subject to the terms and conditions of the policies as issued. Products may not be available in all locations and remain subject to Chubb's underwriting criteria. Whether or to what extent a particular loss is covered depends on the facts and circumstances of the loss, the terms and conditions of the policy as issued, and applicable law. Chubb has no obligation to provide any cyber services for loss mitigation or incident response. The policyholder is under no obligation to contract for services with any of the Chubb pre-approved loss mitigation or incident response service providers. The selection of a particular pre-approved loss mitigation or incident response service provider is the independent choice of the policyholder. Loss mitigation and incident response service providers are independent contractors and not agents of Chubb. Chubb assumes no liability arising out of any services rendered by a loss mitigation or incident response service provider, and Chubb does not endorse the service providers or their respective services. Before a policyholder engages with any loss mitigation or incident response service provider, the policyholder should conduct its own due diligence to ensure the company and its services meet the policyholder's needs.